Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Our purpose is to have fun talking about small business stuff. And we always, you know, Adam and I have been together for a long time, and we over over close to 15 years. And we're always talking about small business stuff. In fact, if we didn't talk about small business stuff, we probably wouldn't talk at all, would we? <laughs> anyway, I'm... I'm here. I'm here with my my partner Adam Sunhalder. My name's Jack Mancini. We're business partners in a company called Maximum Value Partners, and we love talking about small businesses. And we define that as companies from one to twenty five employees. Any industry makes no difference. Uh, so, hello, Adam. How hello, are you Jack. Doing I'm doing great. Yeah, we, we 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 think and talk about small business a lot, and so that's one of the biggest things we have in common. Um, and it's something that we know that owners think about their business a lot as well. It's a uh, a common, I'll say, uh, ailment that uh, most owners struggle with. And uh, most, I like that word. Most uh, <laughs> most folks don't understand, especially folks who don't have their own companies, or most folks that are more geared towards having a job. They don't quite get how that works. But there's a lot of small business stuff out there uh, that we've been exposed to and have. Uh, have dealt with over our 15 years together, but even before that as well, in terms of whether we own and operating our own companies or even back in our job days with big corporate America, we've seen a lot and been there and done a lot over the years. And so a lot of those things apply. It's funny how how stuff, that small business stuff, problems, uh, keep repeating themselves. And if you've been around it long enough, you can see the repeats. There's only, only so many things that can be done in a business. I mean, there's a lot of them, believe me, but, uh, you know, it's becomes kind of easy to spot the problems and then put a solution together. Sure, we, they may they may be called a, different things. There's different terms that are used, right? I mean, it's uh, all marketing in terms of how people frame stuff, but the the issues are usually the same issues that they were, whether it be ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years ago. Maybe called something different today, but it's it's usually the same challenges. We like to uh, consolidate that thinking into what we call how questions. Uh, owners of small businesses every day have to ask somewhere along the line of their business dealings a how question. How do I make more profit? How, do, how much should I charge on this, on this uh, particular quote that I'm about to do? Or even my regular prices that I'm going to publish in my menu. Whatever it's going to be, whatever your business is, you know, selling prices uh, basically are one of the toughest issues you can do in your company. And that, that generates lots of how questions. People, both customers and vendors and employees, lots of how questions come from there. How do I do this? How do I do that? That's what we like to feature. We like to feature those how questions because we've seen and had so many of them that we've dealt with. We just have some ideas that can uh, move them along. As you mentioned, small business, Jack, what we're talking about there is typically companies that have anywhere from one to 25 employees. And as you look at the the twenty five plus million companies here in the United States, the vast majority of those are, are fit in that range, the one to twenty five employees. By far, you know, there's That's only right. there's only five hundred Fortune five hundred and you know thousand Fortune one thousand companies. There's a lot of folks who work with and own and and operate small companies, and unfortunately, there's not a lot of good guidance and advice for those folks to where they can kind of be be helped, at least in, at least in a meaningful way. It's a big part of what we do. Not only day to day, but a big part of what this show is all about to help help folks with that. And we know you have lots of how questions, as Jack was saying, and you're always welcome to be part of the show. We'd love to have you as part of the show. We're here every Monday uh, from noon to one Eastern, and we can be be reached live here in the studio at four four zero 
9469468. That's 440-946-WINT. If you prefer, and what we have today is we have something somebody came in through email. If you want to email us a question, how a question that you've got, uh, you can do that to radio at maximumvp.com. Again, that email address is radio at maximumvp.com. And we encourage you to to, to send in your you have some stories you want to share or some hot questions that, that you have. And like I said, we'll get to this here, here in a minute. We've got a hot question that came in from uh, from Jim and Willoughby here. We got a, we got a hot question for us that we're going to dissect and delve into and share some of our experiences with, with the similar situations here. That's right. A lot of, a lot of uh, business owners are a little hesitant to to debate their how question. Just trying to frame the question often is, is very difficult. Uh, we encourage you to call. Have some fun. That's what we like to try to do. You know, we've, we've been around uh, many of our small business clients and, and friends who own small businesses. They've been around, too. So it can often make for a very lively debate. And uh, we're always looking for solutions. I guess that's what everyone's trying to find sooner or later. That's right. That's right. Correcto. All right. So let me. So what was that? Yeah. So email. The, yeah. You, let me jump in here. You know, we, you know, what Jim was asking, again, this is a not an uncommon um issue you know jack was mentioning before different how questions and uh, many of the how questions re- you know revolve around people and this one revolves around people jack although it's not an employer vendor issue it's something a little more uh, close to home than that so this question basically boils down to how do i know when it's time to split with my partner <clears throat> how do i know when it's time to split with my partner please have you have, have you and i ever faced a question like that adam <laughs> We got three of them going on this week. You yeah, know, just... numerous, numerous times, and the situations are all very unique um, in and amongst themselves. But uh, there are a lot of common threads amongst those as well. Um, but we've been across a lot of different things. You know, whether it be you know, this can be everything from spouses. Okay, I've got spouses in the company who are who are uh, who are also partners in the business. You've got siblings. You've got friends. You've got just folks who are coworkers somewhere else. I mean, there's all different kinds of situations, and depending on those situations, can depend how people go about approaching this very, very delicate discussion in terms of how do I know when it's time to split with my partner? I guess, I guess, Jim, the fact that you're even asking that question is a is a good indication that it might be time either for a significant change, which might be you know splitting, or you're certainly very, very close to that to be you know get to, get to the point where you're even thinking about that. That's that's sign number one that that there's there's some well, serious issues we, going on. That's how we often see it. You know, we we've had hundreds of clients, and we probably talked to thousands of business owners. And when you meet with somebody regularly who owns a business, and one of the biggest gripes or complaints they have, week after week, month after month, whatever the frequency is, that they're they're talking negatively about an employee. Again, it could be a relative or it could be just a regular person off the street that you've, you've employed for a while. But when you start to talk negatively about them constantly, that means they're on your mind and it really isn't going to resolve itself after six, seven weeks of talking badly about somebody uh, or negatively better is a better word than badly. And uh, I know a guy named Badly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about it. He fits the negative column pretty good. So, he's anyway, got the right. He has the right name, then I guess, huh? 
<laughs> I had a dentist. His name was Meanie. Oh and man! Like, how, how about that one? That's a good. I got. No, I got a doctor blood. That's a. That's a dentist. It's an oral <laughs> surgeon. Even better, right? <laughs> you know what you're getting into. <laughs> but anyway, coming back, coming back to, to uh, yeah. So if you find yourself constantly thinking negatively about an employee, it's the the obvious easy answer is, hey, it's time to part company yeah. here. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of rehabs. And uh, when it gets to that point, especially in a small business, you're just too close and you can't can't find the separation normally. Yeah, you're probably never going to find uh, Jack and I on on any show called Intervention as it relates to the to, to business and, and trying to fix people. You know, we, you know, we we do our best to help educate people. And, and, you know, but at the end of the day, people kind of how, you know, are how they are. Um, if they're always willing to kind of grow and learn and get better, they they will. If they're kind of stuck in their ways, that, that that's often the case too. Um, you know, as Jack's talking about you know, employee issues, and this happens a lot. As a matter of fact, I just had a, had a client call me Friday uh, Friday evening to let me know about uh, somebody he's been griping about for months now, and basically trying to figure out different ways as far as how he can repurpose this person w- within the company because they have some value to add. It's just in the current role doesn't quite doesn't quite fit. And, um, you know, this person kind of took himself out, came in and gave us two week notice. And, uh, what's funny was <laughs> the, uh, the person who came and resigned was kind of upset that the owner wasn't, wasn't distraught about it. As a matter of fact, the owner was very relieved about that. And, uh, that's what, you know, that's a great simple little test and it came, you know, it comes from a book called good to great. Uh, a guy named Jim Collins wrote this book. And it's a, a very, very good clarifying question. He said, he said, if somebody comes into you and they were to give you their, you know, two week notice, Jack, and, 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 you know, they say this to you. Now you have a couple of reactions that says, okay, would you be, would you be distraught, very upset about this person leaving? Okay. Is that your reaction? Or are you secretly relieved? Like, man, this, <laughs> right. this issue just got resolved. Exactly. Perfectly. So I don't have to handle it. I don't have to kind of, you know, okay, have to have that uncomfortable conversation. So if you're going to be secretly relieved, You've got your answer in terms of, hey, it's time to kind of move on with, you know, from this person. Then the question then becomes, come back to our how questions, how do you go about doing it? And it can be very different when you're talking about an employee or a vendor. It can be very different than versus talking about when it's a partner. Now, when it comes to being a partner, it depends on, okay, if it's your spouse versus your child versus your sibling versus a cousin versus somebody who's not a family member. The way you go about doing that can be very, very different because, you know, you have to see those people at, at different times. Again, if it's a strictly a business relationship, you may cut ties and you're done. And you never see that much, person again. Much right? easier. I mean, on the surface, much easier. Yeah. But if you got to see somebody on Thanksgiving and all the holidays and family celebrations, boy, that, that is a, a very sensitive, much more difficult type of separation. Well, you got that or, you know, that's an easy one compared to having to sleep on the couch or getting kicked out of the house, right? Well, there's, you know, there's some different things there too as well, right? So we'll, we'll delve into that a little bit further here when we come back from the break. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of delve more into this question for, for Jim and Willoughby about how do I know when it's time to split with my partner. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. And as we said, we're business coaches and we love to help small business owners get unstuck from a state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at com. Welcome back to 
the Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. What could MVP stand for, Adam? What do you think? Most valuable player with all this football going on around us? I mean, that, uh, I know there's most valuable player in a lot of things. MVPs are always in season, Jack. That's right. So what you're saying is we're always in season. That's right. All right. And that's a good thing. Anyway, we help, we help owners of small companies get unstuck unstuck from a state of how and we're focusing on one how question that we received from from jim and willoughby correct and, uh, yeah he sent an email around with that today he sent an email into us which you can do as well if you prefer email the email address is radio at maximumvp.com. you can also call us when we're on the air live here in the studio we're here every monday from noon to 1 p.m eastern the number here is 440-946-9468 again 440 440- 946-W-I-N-T. If you have your own how question you'd like to pose for us here on the air, we can be happy to answer it for you. Or if you have something you'd like to add, and you know, we have the, the how question we, we, we've been discussing here uh, so far this morning, or I'm sorry, this afternoon has been for Jim and Willoughby, which was, how do I know when it's time to split with my partner? And so you know, for him to kind of pose that question, he's been thinking about it for a while. Had to be. Had to be thinking yeah. about it for a while. That's That's the... Uh, that's the process. Right. You, know, you start thinking, and then those how questions. Well, how do I do this? How, how, how? So Jim hit it right, and, you know, worthy of, of kind of chatting about it today. And if you want to add your two cents, please do. I'm sure you've had a how question like that. So we kind of left it at break. We were talking about the the Jim Collins good to great thing in terms of somebody coming in and giving you a two-week notice or saying that, that, that they're leaving. And would you, A, be distraught by that or very upset about it, or B, would you be secretly relieved? And so if you're that B category, you're secretly relieved, it's time to kind of do something. Absolutely. Now, if it's A, now it doesn't mean that you know, if you're upset about it, it doesn't mean that, that, that you may not want that person to go. It just means you maybe you aren't ready for them to go yet. <laughs> you may be upset because, oh, gee, you know, I, I wish I'd known you know, had more time to prepare for it versus not wanting them to go. So if you're at that point, and it happens a lot. And, you know, as Jack mentioned before, we've been involved in a lot of situations like this where we've got partners where, you know, from the outside – we're very unemotional, okay, as most people are, and they can see it clear as day. You know, if it's, you've got a friend who's in a relationship where you just, you know on the outside that this relationship is just not, just doesn't have it, um, and you, you wonder why they haven't, uh, why they haven't done anything about it. Well, again, it's very easy on the outside where you're unemotional, not involved to, to be able to see it. When you're in it, and the longer you're in it, the more difficult it is to get out, and it's got to be pretty painful for you to make a move, right? The whole idea of, well, you know, I know, you know, what I've got here, you know, and, you know, at least the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't know. And again, partnerships, you know, we've had a great experience with partnerships. Where, where, when partnerships work and work well, no, it's, it's hard better. to be beat, right? It's nothing better than that. <clears throat> but if they go wrong, it can be very, very tough. And, you know, who's going to put that first thing down and say, okay, that's got to move, you know, be, be able to move on. So, um, so here you are thinking, thinking, thinking day in, day out. You see this person and the feeling doesn't get better. And here you are, the owner of the business. And you look around the room and there's no one else to throw this kind of decision off on. You don't have a lot of employees. This, this negativity is growing. So one of the worst things to do is not make a decision and just live with it. Because it starts to pull you down, too. And people will notice. And you know what we're talking about. I mean, you know, you, you've been, just about everyone in the world, uh, past 21, has been into situations that turn negative with people. 
But as a business owner, that's not necessarily what's best for the company, no matter how good this person is. The company is what you have to sort of uh, filter out all the nonsense about and say, okay, me walking in here every day, getting negative, not liking Joe or Jane, and, and uh, I'm not doing anything about it. The, the company itself starts to get infected with that, and other people see it, and they don't like it. That negativity, especially by the owner, uh, it's a very powerful force that works against what you're trying to accomplish. So you got to make these decisions. Indecisions are are really the worst thing that you can do in situations like this because it doesn't get better. Even if you have intervention, which we don't believe in that stuff too much, kind of old old thinking perhaps, but nonetheless pretty valid thinking based on our experience. So well, usually one of the challenges that we've seen, Jack, is is they aren't sure how to bring it up. You know, because again, if one person's thinking it, let's say you got partners, you have two partners there. It's rare that you know, one is so off base from the other that one's thinking about it a lot and one's not. Usually they're both, they've got some thoughts about it. They just haven't maybe verbalized it to each other yet. So often where we come in is we start to kind of ask those questions. Well, maybe we'll hear from one side or the other side, or maybe we hear from both sides separately and realize, hey, these, you know, these folks are kind of thinking the same way. They're, they're both thinking, hey, this is not quite working right. We've got to figure out ways to make it happen. So we'll bring them together and facilitate a discussion to kind of start start that ball flowing, so you know, so to speak. And often just getting that first step down and kind of getting it out there. Getting out there on the table to start to kind of talk about it. Okay, so how do we fix what's going on here if, if it's fixable? If you can define what the problem is. You know, often the problem is, and we've seen this with partnerships, especially when you've got family involved, is you've got maybe somebody who started or somebody who's involved in the business and you bring somebody else in. Again, it could be a spouse. You got a situation like this that, that we're dealing with right now. We got a spouse that, that that was was in, then left, then came back in, and the spouse is just not right for the role that's that, that's needed. Yeah, the, uh, the the technical, the demeanor, the yeah, a lot of a lot of characteristics don't fit. So so you get to the point where it's okay. I have a spouse, so I've got I have two partnerships, right? I've got my my you know marriage partnership, and I have my business partnership, and while those are separate, they are tremendously now intertwined when it comes to the you know when it comes to the business. And so, boy, we we've seen a lot of extreme examples. Oh yeah, we have. How about so, the one the vein popping? Oh, uh, so I was gonna, I was going to get to that one. <laughs> you know, you know, so you have a you have a discussion. So we ask, okay, well, if you got to save these things, you know, first of all, do, do you want to save the marriage? Okay, if you do, there's one. Okay, that's that's I understand that. Okay, and do you want to save the, the the partnership, the the business partnership? Because often you can't save both. Sometimes you can, but sometimes you have to you have to pick one versus the other. Yeah, it, it depends on how deep it is. That's why yeah. indecisiveness is one of the worst things because these things just get worse, and now it starts to cut the personal, and you you just can't recover from from many of those situations when you leave it fester. Well, I think indecisiveness is one thing, but I think also just letting it fester without talking about it, or not you know, or if you try to bring it up without somebody else there to help facilitate a discussion, it's very tough because. Again, it gets very emotional. And as things get emotional, we stop hearing each other. We don't communicate very well. Or something I'm saying is heard differently because you're thinking of something that, that that happened six years ago that has nothing to do with our discussion today, but you're hearing it through that lens. And, okay, well, if somebody's there to kind of point out, hey, that's not what that person said. Here's what they really said. So I think having somebody to help facilitate that, that, that kind of discussion who's objective is very very helpful for, for you know for this situation. Yeah, even well-intentioned advice, uh, things that are good, they just aren't communicated and received in the spirit that that it's intended. 
uh, once you start to feel negative about somebody, it just it changes. Every, everything changes. Right. It's rare that you can keep keep going. So if you have a case where you've got spouses that are that that are going at each other in terms of the business, it, it can be very very difficult because you have to you have to try to separate the two. Because again, usually if things aren't going well in the business, it's going to impact how how you feel things are going in the marriage. Because all of a sudden, um, you're thinking twenty four seven about business stuff. You may lose sight of what happened with you, you know, as far as why you fell for each other in the first place. Usually, <laughs> it had nothing to do with the business. The business kind of usually comes along a little bit later, right? Or it's part of what it's going to be. So it's helping to kind of be able to see those things. And you know, Jack mentioned, you know, we had a, we had a, a client years ago. He mentioned vein popping, where you know, this was a uh, you know a couple that was their second marriage. Uh, they got into business together. And by the time we got involved in it, it was literally War of the Roses. You know, oh, that movie boy. with... Perfect, uh, perfect with, depiction. Uh, was it there the Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas and, and who, uh, Kathleen Turner? Turner? Yeah, right. And Danny DeVito was the, was the attorney. Um, but they all were... All they needed was a chandelier. Yeah, that's that's this, all they needed. And she says black, he says white, vice versa. And, and they'd come in and, you know, it wasn't daily, but certainly weekly, there would be issues that would come up and the vein popping you're talking about, Jack, with yelling about something that happened at home three years ago that had nothing to do with what's going on and, and the employees feel awful. It's very uncomfortable. Oh, people, other other tenants in the building were complaining right. to the landlord. I, right. I mean, we're, we're talking, yeah, we're talking very serious dislike and, and uh, explosions all the time. It was unbelievable. So, you know, when it comes to them, they, they had a very unique situation where they actually had somebody come in who was more of a life coach and this person lived with them for like three or four days. Yeah, literally in their house. Moved in with them, and, and we were. I mean, <laughs> and Jack and I go we go a long way for our clients. We we have yet, yet to do that. I can't see us doing that at any point no, in time. Not too. Not uh, very too different. Good. But unfortunately, in their case, they got to it a little bit too late, and neither the marriage nor the company survived it. So it's you know, it, it can be very very troublesome. There are other cases where that's not happened, and we'll. We'll dive into some of those when we come back here. So stay tuned. Uh, I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, as we've been talking about, and we help owners of small companies, 1 to 25 employees, get unstuck from a state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. W-I-N-T Local News. Historic U.S. Bank Building in downtown Willoughby has gone on the market for sale. That building at 4084 4098 Airy Street, built back in 1901. It houses 18 apartments, a restaurant, wine bar, jeweler, and bank, along with office space. Current owner Jim Danford has described the building as a labor of love. The building has historical architectural characteristics, such as the original clawfoot bathtubs, milled woodwork bay windows, glass cabinetry, and old steam radiators. And a 32 year old Painsville man made it onto the agonizing eight. A list compiled by the U.S. Marshals, Northern Ohio Violent Fugitive Task Force, identifying the region's most egregious sex offenders. The latest version of the agonizing eight names the accused sex offenders most wanted by the task force, including Juan Plas, who was sought by the unit's Painesville Division for sexual assault. Marshal Service said that Plas should be considered armed and dangerous. Chartered Future Imaging Space for Community, sponsored by the Geauga County Public Library's Chardon Branch, will take place at 7 o'clock January 24th at the Heritage House on Chardon Square. This was scheduled 
scheduled session of the monthly film series will present issues faced by other cities and discuss the problems, lessons, and solutions that have relevance to Chardon. This month's film shown will be Phoenix, the Urban Desert by the Lincoln Institute for Land Policy. I'm Jim Miller, and today's local news headlines presented as a community news partnership with news-hyphenerald.com and Integrity Radio, WINT. whose birthday it is today. It's time to hear which WINT listeners in the Birthday Club are celebrating their birthdays today. January 16th, birthday wishes go out to Ray Allen, Bob Anderson, Jackie Ballantyne, Les Collins, Ron Duncan, Laura Earle, Constance Ford, Chris Gratino, Helga Gray, Jerry Healy, Karen Hersick, Rosemarie Hole, Amy Hoos, David Kerr, Heather Korb, Haley Crocker, Demetrius Latham, Sheldon Lightman, Jean Lovely, Jay Luteran, Renee Markowitz, John Markulin, Al Martin, Richard Parso, Claire Petty, Dominic Rodeheaver, Yvonne Rossi, Gail Setmack, WINT's Kathy Samich, Lauren Spina, Dan Trapepe, Cindy Wallstrom. And the birthday person is, drumroll please. John Everett of Mentor. Congratulations, John. You've won a happy birthday premium chocolate bar from Brands Candies in Willoughby. A fresh rose or $5 off any floral purchase from Plant Magic Florist. An Irish Crossroads gift shop also in Willoughby. A free mini blizzard cake or six Buster Bars from the Men Are on the Lake Dairy Queen. And finally, John, you've won a $5 gift certificate from the Great Harvest Bread Company in your hometown of Mentor. You too can join the WINT Birthday Club. One, two, happy just visit WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets to Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, and we can help you, if you're an owner of a small business, get unstuck from what we know you have in terms of how questions. We'd like to help you do it, and we can have fun doing it. We've been there. We know we've been there. Not going to tell us anything that we haven't heard. Not focusing on your business. You're the expert there. All the other stuff that comes around business, we've been there. That's right. And we've been uh, focusing today on on an email we got from one of our listeners, Jim and Willoughby, who was asking a question. He sent us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com. Again, that's radio at MaximumVP.com. Uh, you can also call us here in the studio. We're here every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. The number in the studio is 440-946-9468, 440-946-WINT. And uh, Jim's question was, how do I know when it's time to split with my partner? And we've been sharing some stories here, and we, we finished up our last segment with Jack. We're talking about a couple times where we've got situations with spouses where it can be very, very uh, touchy. There's also a lot of situations we've dealt with when it comes to siblings. Okay, mm-hmm. and siblings, um, it's even, you know, again, do, do, is blood thicker than water? I don't know. Again, at the end of the day, your siblings are sibling for life. You know, you know when it comes to a, to a spouse, you can always kind of, you know, you, you, you can separate or get divorced, I guess. You, know, you, can, you can part ways sometimes. But uh, um, siblings can be very tough as well. And uh, a couple things. You know, we, we had one situation where, where we had brothers who were second generation in a company. And, and we've been working with them for a little while. And. About six months into our engagement, one of the brothers came to us and said, hey, I, you know, I've determined after a number of years of working with my brother that we're really good at being brothers, but we're not so good at being business partners. And so 
for the sake of the company, I think it's best that we split. And I'm okay however it works out, whether it be... They were they were good. I mean, they were good because the emotions weren't real high there. They were both, yeah, you know, they didn't hate each other. Let's put it that way. Didn't uh, evolve into that that type of relationship, which it can. We've seen a number of those. So it, it well, yeah, they 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 got they had some heated discussions. It hadn't gotten to the point where they're fisticuffs and rolling around the floor kind of stuff yet. But what happened was in, in this case. Um, yeah, you know, it's good for us to know about it. And we said, okay, well, you know, let us know when you're ready to talk about it. You know, it's got to come from you. It can't come from us. And during one of our meetings, he said, okay, you know, I'm ready. He told us before the meeting. And so in the meeting, he he kind of dropped that bomb. And I say it was a bomb because his uh, his sibling wasn't expecting it. And you could tell by the reaction. You know, again, it, it, yeah, wasn't, that's, that's, it wasn't relief. It was... You know, shock. Shock sit back in the chair like somebody punched me in the gut. You know, you got mm-hmm. you, you, you have eyes watering up, kind of thing. Where um, there's a lot of emotions to that, right? And it could be surprise, feelings of betrayal, whatever it might be. Like just, you know, just was kind of taken aback. And to his credit, he was able to recover, kind of regain his composure a bit, and said, "Okay, I, I understand why you're saying it." And it, you know, he had a chance to digest it a bit. Um, came to the conclusion pretty quickly that okay that's fine if you if you're telling me this that tells me that you want it, that you want out and I'll be happy to take you out. And and he so accepted he it right on. away. Yeah. You know, and then he obviously thought about it as the weeks went by, but he he accepted he accepted what the other brother was saying. Right. That, hey. Okay, if you want out, I'm not going to stop this. So how do we do it? Oh, wait a minute. One of those how questions right. again. <laughs> well, and it comes back as I was fra- sneaking in. As I was framing it earlier, Jack, as I was saying, when you have when you have a you know you know marriage or you know, you know what do you want to survive? Do you want the marriage to survive or the business? And in this case, the, the the brother said, "Hey, you know, us being brothers is the most important thing. We're always going to be brothers. I, I want that to be first. And let's and they believed yeah. it too. It wasn't a lot of uh, pump up talk. I mean, they 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 truly were were good friends and good good brothers. Yeah. I mean, that's you know sort of a textbook way of of uh, looking at it with them. So and it's it's worked out well for them. You know, where again it took about a six month transition where the the, the one brother who was, who was getting bought out. They worked out the details for that, but he transitioned what he was doing to the the, the other folks as part of the company. And he's been doing his own thing for the last it's been probably four or five years now. And same with, with the other brothers has, has grown the you know the other company and, and done very very well. And they've been very very strong as, in terms of their personal relationship. Plus they also have some property together. So again they're still involved in in, in, in some business dealings, but it's very very different. It's not the day to day where they had it, which is causing a lot of the friction for them. And so they're they're doing pretty well. So for them, it's just kind of getting it out there. How do I get it out? How do I present it? So going through some of the role playing with that to say, here's how it should sound. Here's how you, you know, because you don't want to present these things where somebody's going to get defensive. You want to present, here's what's kind of going on. Usually it's more about how I'm feeling. Here's what I see. You know, trying to do this and, you know, you know, again, presenting your, your thinking. Um, I would, I would say from our experience, most, most small business owners let, let things fester and then there's emotional blowouts. And it doesn't end nicely. It just doesn't. Where if you can hear each other while the going's good and, and have somebody like good coaches who are, are sensitive to that, uh, who can help the dialogue, who can help the focus and whatever emotions kind of pop up, they're kind of talked through quickly and, and put, out, put out of the discussion because it doesn't help the business and it doesn't help the outcome. Right. And smart people, which most small businesses owners are, 
they're they're going to uh, relate to that. They can see the sense in that. So you know, it's how do you do this? That's that's the big well, deal. Well, we have some. You know, as Jack mentioned, we have some current situations kind of going on where um, it's it takes time. Everybody kind of does it at their own pace. You know, we've got one where their siblings are involved, and um, the one sibling has been working. It's been years now. It's been it's been a few years now to try to try to get a sibling in the right seat on the bus here and trying all different kinds of roles to help keep him as part of the company. Yet he's he has mentioned I don't know how many times, Jack. It's been dozens of times. Hey, if he wasn't my brother, he wouldn't be part of the company anymore. Right? right. So you hear that and it's okay, so you gotta stop and hear yourself sometimes. Okay, so and we we understand it's you know, it, it, it's his decision. He's got to live with it as he goes forward. So he knows, he knows what, you know, where it might eventually go, but he wants to give it every last try he can to make it kind of work out. You know, we've got a similar situation where we've got, not only do we have spouses involved, we've got parents involved. And God, yeah, multiple and siblings there too. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so there's a lot of family stuff kind of going on. And, you know, at, the, at this point it's, it's the, the, the parent child relationship that's causing the most angst, but that's it. That's impacting the marriage. It's also impacting the sibling relationship as well. And it's like anything else. Usually, there's the the biggest culprit. But once that biggest culprit goes away, the other issues tend to rise up, right? So in, in this case, it's been a little bit over a year that we've been involved with it, and we're getting to the point now where we're trying to bring it to a head in terms of having this discussion between the the parents and the kids, and to have the discussion of, of how do we move this thing along to where. Um, you know, to, to, to have the parents go gracefully, I don't say gracefully into the sunset per se, but to kind of, you know, step out of the way to let the growth happen. It can be very daunting if you're an elder parent uh, and your your children are in the process of taking over the company. Uh, you know, if your attitude has been really, this is the only job I've had, if you want to call it a job, running this company. It's very hard to give that up. And you, you, you have to examine, you and your spouse have to go away and make sure that you, you understand what the heck's at stake here because everything can break down. You know, the client that Adam just mentioned has got a very good business from the standpoint of growth and unbelievable profitability has, has just started to happen and it could continue. But what's, what's festering, I'll use that word again, in, in the back room is, the parents here not really stepping up to make sure that there's a nice tidy passing of the baton here. It it's very difficult and they're making it difficult. So how do you how do you break something up like that and put it back together again so that everyone's gonna win? And that's what we're trying to do in this situation. We don't want it to crash. We just don't. And certain certain discussions have to be done. And it is not easy. It's no. just not an easy process. So uh, a big role that Jack and I play, again, these things have to come from the partners themselves, okay? It can't come from Jack and I, because who are we? And we're, you know, we're outsiders. So we help to bring these issues to the surface and help do, as I mentioned before, some of the role-playing to make sure that we get through some of these very difficult discussions and do it numerous times to get people comfortable with, with kind of getting it, you know, being able to get it started. That's what usually we spend a lot of time with. Let's get it, let's get it honed down. Here's what's kind of going on, but to make some of those changes can be very very difficult. Now you know the, the situation Jack's talking about, where you've got you know uh, older parents looking to turn things over. In this case, you know 
everybody's already an owner, so they're, they're, they're already partners, right? So it's kind of like you're half pregnant, right? You know, everybody's already in there. And it's tough, you know, to stick along that, that, that analogy. When you've given birth to the company, you know, so you've been the ones who started it, and now to kind of hand it over, even though it's very different today than it was when you started it, okay? Yeah, you have a, that pride of ownership a, and kind of bringing huge, it up. It's a huge, huge decision, and you don't have a series in your business life and personal life of making huge decisions very often. So here it is, you know, millions of dollars involved, millions of dollars, and, and perhaps many decades of of living, and, and uh, so all of a sudden you're thrust into making this decision, and it is difficult, and it's difficult for them, and it can be sometimes. And we got another client, just the opposite, who is preparing very well to turn their, their company over to their two sons, and, and uh, there's a few issues brewing there, but totally different than... Uh, the earlier one. All right. We can double that a little bit as we get here on the other side of the break, Jack, as well as we'll share a couple of stories too about where we've got non-family involved, which is a little bit different, but also can have a lot of the similarities to it as well. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're here to have some fun, talk about small business stuff. Why don't you join us if you can? It'd be terrific. And we'll be back. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio. WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches and we're here to help you small business owners get unstuck from that state of how. That's right. If you own a company and it's got one to 25 employees, that's what we're focused on here with our show of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And if you'll be part of the show, you can call us while we're here in the studio at 440-946-9468. We're here every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. Or you can do what Jim and Willie did, which is email us a question, which was at radio at MaximumVP.com. Again, that email is radio at MaximumVP.com. We've been discussing that uh, throughout our show today, which is how do I know when it's time to split with my partner. And we've gone through some different scenarios, whether it be you've got spouses or, you know, who are also business partners, whether you've got siblings who are, who are business partners. We are talking a little bit you know, before the break here about where we've got spouses and siblings and, and parents involved. Mm-hmm. And so you can get, you know, get the, that kind of combination. And ones oh, that wait, go there's, pretty, there's cousins with this one, too. There's, uh, there's yeah. a lot of family. Yeah, there's a lot of family there. <laughs> Which not not unusual. I'm sure many of you can relate that you know your first hire was family and your second hire was family and your tenth hire was family. Eventually, you keep you know going down the family tree between you know again siblings and parents and and uh, aunts and uncles and and cousins and second cousins and in laws and okay you, you start to expand that family tree where you know somebody's usually related somehow or even if the ones who aren't family are kind of like family because you've known them for a long time. So you know not unusual at all, right? And but you have ones where you know we would highlight some of the, some of the scenarios where where it may not work so well versus you know it might work well. Where it tends to work well is where you have these open discussions. You know, Jack was referencing before the break. We have we have a newer client we're starting with now too, where we've got a couple of brothers who are involved and and the parents and the parents are are starting it out with you know again and much like you know this happened with with uh, my own uh, parents' business yeah, where they, they was... started talking about it too. Hey, I got a five or ten year plan to kind of get out and let's have some of these. What can be uncomfortable, but can be very productive conversations that was a, up front. That was a success all the way around. How how long your your parents started a business and they were together in the business for 
How long? Well, it'll be it's over forty years now, but it was about thirty years when they decided that okay, it was time they've to come. They've been married look. for for over forty years, oh, yeah. and their business has been they've been together operating a very successful business for over forty years, and then they were able to transfer it over to one of the sons, not not the Adam that's sitting here, right. the other son, right. and uh, um, that's very unusual. In fact, we we often advise, not often, just about every time. Uh, first of all, with ownership of a company, splitting it 50-50 with what is a great relationship at the time that decision is made can cause problems down the line. Somebody always has to have a, a uh, majority ownership, even if it's 1%. At least that's what we advise. Uh, many people don't take that advice, and many work it through favorably, but our experience shows most don't if there's a big, big deal. And the other is not to go into business with your spouse or your siblings or relatives in general unless they're eminently qualified. Uh, Why? Because the objectivity becomes very difficult when the inevitable problems, and they, well, I shouldn't say inevitable. Adam's Adam's family uh, uh, worked out very favorably over 40 years of success and uh, a smooth transition. So we, we like to not set somebody up for failure and problems. And statistically, most companies that are 50-50 owned uh, have issues down the line if there's a falling out. And okay. the same way with family problems. So you don't hire that eminently qualified person. All of a sudden you have growth and serious business issues. And you look at that not eminent family member that you hired, and he or she can't run with the ball and fix it. Now what do you do? Right. Well, we've had a lot of situations too where it has been has not been family, where it's been folks who are often maybe colleagues, and uh, we had one where a situation, and again, as Jack mentioned, they were fifty fifty owners, and you know a lot of folks won't necessarily heed that advice, and again, it's usually done done with the best of intentions to start with, but in this case, you know, the the company had been going along for maybe you know six seven years when we got involved, and and. It got to the point where the one owner really realized that he was more of a job guy and really wanted a job. And so over the course of several months, worked on a deal where the other partner bought him out. Well, the other, the other partner was looking for a job and eventually got a job. And, you know, again, it was, it was very cordial. You know, it wasn't acrimonious at all, but they, they talked through, you know, through many of these things. You know, I've got other partners in the business have been together for, for, for well over 10 years now. And they've had some very, very good success. But as the company has grown, you know, it's grown from, you know, the, from the two of them to, you know, well over, you know, 25 or 30 employees, there's a lot of stresses as part of that. And as you go through a lot of those stressing, you know, each partner might react a bit differently. And so there's often the case where Jack and I will t- have discussions with people about stuff. And th- 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 there are always options. Okay. Well, you know, one option is always just to, to, to close the business down. That's right. We start it's, there. It's, you, know, it's, you, know, do you, you know, do you want to do that? Creating a clarity through right. through discussions and visuals like that. That's right. Versus, like I was mentioning with, with this other situation, well, there's a partner, you know, buying the other partner out. Is that what you want to see happen? You, you can you make that start to kind of happen. Do you have one of the partners take some time away? Do you change the business? Do you downsize the business a bit? Not necessarily, you know, closing it up. You know, do, you, do you downsize it and shrink it down to where it's a little bit more manageable for you? Do you look at maybe selling it off? So we start to go through a lot of these kind of variables. Say, so look, there are, there are options. And so, um, what do you do? What do you do, Adam? One one situation that we have with uh, two partners, fifty fifty owners, 
And one of the partners is is having pretty strong personal issues here with family. And they will come to the table from time to time, all distraught, and asking the other partner, is it me that's a problem? Maybe the results of the company aren't going the way they should. So is it me the problem? And what should that partner do? What should the other partner who's being asked, hey, am I the problem, Adam? How does somebody who's enjoyed success for years together answer that question? And people are very hesitant to do that and just stop and think. And maybe many of you out there have that same situation. You've, you've enjoyed early success with somebody, and now all of a sudden, whatever reason, uh, they're, they're one of the partner's issues have changed dramatically. And they just are, are not performing like they, they should and could. So what should the other partner do when asked that question? How do you handle that? Well, you got to be honest, right? Got to be honest, but it's hard but, but, to be honest in situations well, like that. And usually, usually the gut reaction is no, because you've gotten to where you are due to that partnership. But as you, if you ask that question multiple times, or it keeps coming up, or to your point, as you ponder, and you know, these aren't these aren't questions to be taken lightly or to have quick responses to. And there are certain things in life that's good to be very quick and decisive on moving ahead. These are things you want to you want to spend some time pondering because usually we're talking about relationships that have existed for either decades or lifetimes, depending on the situation. So you want to make sure you've had a chance to kind of go through it, to talk with some folks who are very objective on it, who've been through it before. Chances are this is the first time you're going through it. and But it's not the first time people have gone through something like what you're going through. And so to be able to get some outside guidance, to not, you know, don't be embarrassed about it. And don't feel like, hey, gee, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're screwed up, we're doing things the wrong way. And again, these are very, very common See, the problem, the problem, like these big financial decisions, you, you don't have an experienced track record that allows you to make a series of decisions where this one is just maybe a little bigger than most. It's the biggest decision in your life thrust on you all of a sudden. Very hard to sort out. And it does, to your point, take a while. You just don't give a quick answer. That's always wrong. You don't give an emotional answer, although emotions start to play. And, well, why is that? And, you know, it's just, there's a lot of complexity to some of these issues. There's no question. And it's very hard to just sort it out either by yourself or with your partner. So having some trusted folks in your world is very helpful to do that. And even often talking to some folks who, you know, you're trusted even, even though you don't know them. You know, you know like folks like like radio show hosts like us, Jack. You know, we're That's good right. guys for that kind of stuff. So hopefully... Well, wait a minute, we're business coaches. I know. So. We're, you know. In terms of Jim coming in here with this question, we appreciate you, you, you putting the question out here for us, Jim, to address it. Hopefully we've had a chance to answer some of the, the, the concerns you might have. But if you, if you want some more detail, f- feel free to reach back out to us. We'd be happy to kind of talk with you about it. We want to thank all of you for joining us here today on our, on our show, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Uh, if you want to reach us when we're not on the air, you can call us at 877-849-0670. We're every Monday from noon to 1. Good. Very good. Well, if you're looking to really gain knowledge, make your business successful, meaning to us uh, long or, or profitable, sustainable profits, we're the guys to talk to. We'll talk to you next week on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Thanks for joining us.